0: We're back, Tootsie Pops. Yes, with part two of six ways to hit the spot. Hold on, I need water. <laughs> Not even like 20 seconds in and I'm like, pause. Mm. Mm. But I am Brie. I am your host and you are tuning in to So Bri Says. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and taking time out of your day to spend with me. Y'all know I appreciate it. We're going to hop right on in. Okay, this episode is... A continuation of last episode, and I am covering the remaining five pleasure points of what I refer to as our beautiful, majestic pussies. For my fellow vulva owners out there, yes. And for my non-vulva owners, trust you me, okay? Your lady love will not be upset if you refer to her vag as such. And I mean, wait, but, but if she does though... <laughs> She does just, just send them my way, okay? Or you can just blame it on me. That's totally fine. And then just have them listen to this episode. So there's that. <laughs> um, last episode, I covered a bit of the female genitalia along with the entirety of our clitoral network, all right, that we've got going down in there between our luscious lower lips, right? Yes. Okay, so hopefully that left you a bit more clitorate, as the saying goes, Just a bit more informed, you know, about what you're working with or what your partner's working with so that we are not just limited to that, you know, little kill switch, as a fellow podcaster has dubbed it, (laughs) that we're pretty familiar with. So to continue with some adult sex ed, since yes, y'all voted that we absolutely do need this in our lives, I'm coming at you now with the number two slot for these precious buttons, okay? And that is our lovely G-spot all right, or known as the Graffenberg spot. And it was also introduced by Dr. Beverly Whipple. And basically she found that there was a really intense physical response during I'm sure like a few fingering sessions that took place um, in women when the use of like the come hither or come here or curl motion was used inside of the vagina a couple inches along the interior vaginal wall. So um some people do describe this spot if they have found it, all right, as being kind of more of a textured patch that feels a little squishy and like swells during stimulation. So if you, if you have played with this and found this spot, that might sound familiar to you, but I am sorry to burst your bubble. Okay. Because the G spot is not actually part of the female sexual anatomy. Boom. I said it. It's not. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, because a study was actually done. And published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine, basically concluding that um, after researchers tried to find and locate the G-spot like in its literal form, they actually couldn't find it. And then they realized that it was actually part of the clitoral network, okay? Right. And then another study using ultrasound found that our G spot is so sensitive and it responds so well to stimulation because the clitoral root, right, which is what we talked about last episode. You guys like that I prefaced it right. Okay. Is located right behind the interior or front vaginal wall, which is where the G spot is basically been said to be located. So, well, there you go. Okay. Some fun facts for you about the little baby G spot. All right. That we thought we knew so well. Um, now meow onto some stimulation all right to that non-existent slash existent love patch (laughs) that i'm just gonna say because it's like it's a thing but it's not a thing like we're definitely like an anomaly aren't we vulva owners like obviously in the best way possible of course um okay so sorry as i said above the most popular way to stimulate the g-spot is by using two fingers along the anterior vaginal wall and motioning with like that come hither movement. Keep in mind though please that because this area is so sensitive as with many of our erogenous zones how you actually apply the pressure can determine basically the amount of pleasure received. So obviously it's best to discuss with your partner what feels good and how they actually like to be stimulated. I'd say that like the tip top of the fingers, especially if you've got overhanging nails, um, is actually, uh, not as pleasurable. I'll say that as like the more fattier tip of the finger, um, when we stimulate the G spot. So. You don't just want to like go up there and, and scratch them, right, and cause them pain. So just be mindful um, of how you are applying that come hither. And also depending on the vagina, right, the placement may vary in depth because we are all unique and um, some of us may not actually be able to reach that with our fingers and some of us actually may need toys that are designed specifically to stimulate that spot. So, um, but before I actually get into the toys for this spot, I want to touch on our A spot, our number three spot. What's up? Um, AKA the anterior fornix erogenous zone. Boom. That's a lot, isn't it? We just, we're just going to stick to the A spot. Um, <laughs> um, because both the G spot and the A spot can be stimulated using G spot specific toys. So, um, but before I get into all that, obviously I'm going to go. Into the A spot a bit more. So now that you know how to find the G spot, right? And a little bit more about that. For the A spot, you're going to move a couple more inches up and back. Um, again, this is depending on the vagina, right? Everybody's different. And then you'll know you found that spot by using like more of a right to left motion. So like a windshield wiper, motion. And that's going to actually stimulate the A spot as opposed to that come hither motion that is required for the G spot. And some, some nice scientific facts for you. Basically, according to an experiment that was conducted, uh, basically a group of vulva owners had this area stimulated for about 10 to 15 minutes using different types of motions. And they found that the windshield wiper motion Resulted in two-thirds of the participants experiencing higher levels of vaginal lubrication, which we love, 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 right? And then with 15% of them reaching the big O, okay, orgasm through this. So that's really, really awesome, right? Um, So I say that we can definitely conclude that the A spot is definitely like at least a contender of some sorts. It's a zone, right? It has to at least be a zone. Also, not every vulva owner has this spot, okay? Because it's also known as the female prostate or the female P spot. So only cisgender women and people assigned female at birth actually have the potential to reach this spot, but not like every cisgender woman or person assigned female at birth will reach or find this spot actually pleasurable, right? Because again, everybody's different and it's all about knowing your beautiful, unique pussy, right? And experimenting with different ways of pleasuring it. Okay. So don't get down. Don't get down. There's so many spots. You just got to find yours. All right. So basically like the G spot, it's more of an erogenous zone. Though the area of the G spot, they say, they, (laughs) they say that it's about a size of a penny. And the A spot differs from the G spot in size and texture. So the A-spot could actually be a bit larger, which is why maybe we're going to call it like the A-zone, not just like the spot, right? Um, And it's smoother, not as textured, and it becomes a bit squishier when it's stimulated. Another thing, though, that because it's further back, it's much harder to reach with just fingers. So penetration with a penis or specific toy will probably do the trick, unless you have long fingers, then God bless ya. all right? <laughs> um, so it's best to actually use toys that have kind of like a slight curve and or have like, the capability to motion, whether that's like a revolving tip. Like for example, I have this rabbit that has like a revolving tip and a zone. So like halfway down the shaft of the rabbit, there's like this spot where a set of beads basically spin and push through the silicone. And that applies that type of sensation. Um, so that's really nice. And then there are toys that have like a thumper effect, (laughs) which is kind of like the best way to describe it on the shaft, um, along with like vibrating features so that you can stimulate both the A zone and G spot all at once. So that's really cool. There's that for you. Um, and then obviously if you're wanting to reach these or like stimulate these areas with a penis or like a dong, if you're using a strap on, then, um, there are specific positions that will help. So like doggy is a very standard position for reaching this spot. Typically when your partner is behind you and you are on your hands and knees, say that the person behind you is is the top and then the person on the hands and knees is the bottom, the top's pelvic area is gonna be a bit higher naturally and also depending on your height difference. Um, But naturally it's gonna be a bit higher than where you're like butted up against, which is, oh my gosh, that also is definitely not like an intended pun, I promise. Anyways, um, uh, so basically their penis or the dong dildo, whatever you want to call it, um, is going to penetrate in a way where it stimulates more of the anterior vaginal wall. So there's that. You can also do like um, lifted missionary. And you can use... Um, a few pillows or like a sex wedge to lift your lower half to make penetration a bit more triangular and then to help stimulation to those spots as well. Um if you choose to use like non-mechanical dongs or dildos that maybe have like a slight curve to it but have more texture and then you can ex- um experiment with hitting these spots during masturbation if you're if you're going solo dolo or even with a partner and then allow for a more like manual form of play, which is really nice. So there's that, there's the G spot and A spot for you. Okay, so we're gonna move on to now the K spot. That's our number, what number is that, four spot? Yeah, that's our fourth spot, hey K spot. Um, And the K spot is actually the hardest to have an orgasm through, okay? And can be one of the more painful to stimulate of these six pleasure points because it is located at the base of the cervix. Now. I do not say that to scare you away, okay? I'm just being real. Because if you have ever experienced having, (laughs) for lack of better words, your guts beat in, (laughs) okay? Or like your version of having super deep and like rough penetrative sex, where you felt like an awful pain, where it literally feels like they're stabbing your cervix with their dick, it's you know, like in a not nice way, obviously, it's it's because they are pretty much, <laughs> okay? And I just wanna say though, um, rough and deep is not the only way to hit the K spot, okay? Because again, all vaginas are different and all of them are equally just as beautiful, right? Some just have a shorter or longer range from vaginal opening to cervical opening, Okay. Which is why that saying, it's not the size that matters. It's how you use it, right? It's the motion of the ocean. Um, it does really ring true in this case because just like all penises are unique and beautiful. I'm going to reverse that because just like all pussies are unique and beautiful, that is just as true for penises. Okay. Regardless of how society has made you feel about your little sea slugs, guys. It's true. They're beautiful. They're beautiful in all the forms. Okay, I'm just going to put that out there. Now back to the K spot. Okay, vulva owners, it is very possible. Okay, to have a K spot orgasm, aka a cervical orgasm. Right, it's just not as common. But I also think, and again, this is just my opinion, that we as a collective don't know enough about this erogenous zone, erogenous zone, <laughs> to explore it from a mindset of pleasure. So basically let's bring it back to a little bit more adult sex ed for you okay the part of the cervix that can be reached during penetration is only the external os or the ecto right which is not going to open up to allow anything inside of it like i just want to forewarn you guys so your cervix is actually not the thing that's being hit it's the ecto cervix Gosh, words are hard today. Um, the only thing that's actually going to go in <laughs> is sperm. And the only thing that's going to come out is a baby. So, um, and that only happens when it's time. Um, so when I say cervical orgasm, think of it more like, um, like pressure that's applied by penetration to the outer regions of the ectocervix. Okay. Think of it like that. It's more about like the fullness and the pressure than it is about like actual sensation. And that's actually where the stimulation of the clitoris and then these other spots come into play. So we all kind of work together. They all kind of work together. It's really nice. Um, and it's it's actually really difficult, if not like impossible to orgasm from just case spot stimulation alone, which is why during obviously penetrative sex, when it stops becoming pleasurable, just don't force it. Okay, don't continue to have sex or just to see if you can like orgasm in this way, like that's not worth it, okay? Pain is your body's way of basically relaying information and more times than not unwanted stimulation or possibly like a more serious... Issue, and please keep that in mind if you plan on trying um, this type of sex because dyspareunia, which is basically like the technical term for painful sex, is a real. So just take pause. Don't try to push it. Don't try to force it. Okay. But on a lighter note, (laughs) I know this has been a bit heavy. Um, Cervical orgasms can actually be full body orgasms because of the fullness and pressure that comes with deep penetrative sex. All right. Like maybe you have experienced it. And then just did not know what to call it. So, um, for example, I, I like to say that when you are passionately making love, right, and you are intertwined with your partner where like you want them to be deeper than they can actually physically go. And then from that point, it just kind of takes off, right? It feels really, really, like really, really, really good. And it's like, there's this pressure that builds and it's kind of warm. And like, you get this feeling like you two are like literally one person. And like, that's super cheesy to say, but it's true. And then like, boom, fireworks and explosions and K-spot orgasm, okay? Like, that's how it works, <laughs> at least in my experience, Um, which can feel kind of like a tingling from your head to your toes and then can last like much, much longer than um a more typical vaginal orgasm. So uh, because a K-spot orgasm is so unique, they require, like, obviously a certain type of stimulation and, and they can be reached, obviously, by deep penetrative positions. Um, and by deep, I mean deep for your body. Just, just keep that in mind. Deep for your body. All right. And, um, <clears throat> some of the more popular positions, um, include cowgirl, right? This, this is a great one because this one allows for you, the top, to actually slide as far down the penis, um, or the dong as feels comfortable for your body. Again, your body, you know, everybody's different. So just keep that in mind. Um, and then also remember that being able to have like deep penetrative sex, isn't just like this magic trick that like only a few people are able to have so like if you've ever tried to have like deeper sex and you're just like gosh it hurts so badly there's a few different reasons okay i mean it definitely takes like even the most seasoned of like sexers (laughs) um time to open up and take that type of fullness right foreplay is essential okay so if you're not foreplaying that needs to happen okay lubrication whether that is natural or not um that's always a factor okay we need to be loose in there we need to be wet in there all right mindset oh gosh mindset is a huge one all right if you're nervous or if you're scared right that like that it's going to be painful or or you're worried that you're not going to be able to take it or what have you that's going to cause you to dry up okay that's going to cause you to close up or tighten and then it's not going to make penetration in any way fun it's actually going to be a lot harder and a lot more painful even if you're not trying to go deep so you need to give your, your pussy basically time to open up and to relax. And in order for that to happen, you need to relax and you need to open up. So four plays big, four plays big. Um, take your time with it. I would definitely say that if you're going to try this alone or with a partner, be gentle, okay? Stop and go as you need to, all right? You want to enjoy it. Sex is about enjoying. Enjoying is about pleasure, okay? Um, and your body has memory, all right? It keeps score, that's a great book, The Body Keeps Score. Um, I'll probably put it in the show notes. Um, and if every time you're trying something sexual and you go too far too fast and you give yourself a negative response to it, that response is gonna literally like get harder and harder to disentangle from your psyche and from your body. So just please keep that in mind. Take your time, okay? So cowgirl, as I said earlier, is a good one, all right? There's also one called The Full Wrap, which is basically like a missionary- Um, position where the bottom partner's legs are bent and wrapped around the top partner's waist. And then there's one called the launch pad, which is basically the same as the full, the full wrap, but then the feet of the, of the bottom are actually flat against the top partner's chest instead, which basically allows the bottom to have more control over how deep their partner is going. And then you have sex on the shoulders, which again is another variant of missionary, but the legs are now um, draped over the top's shoulders, allowing for like an even deeper penetration and like also a slightly angled position, which is nice. Um, <clears throat> you can also try this with toys, dongs, dildos, right? That work for your vaginal canal length. Again, I'm always going to keep this in mind because deep and rough is different for everybody. And then also if your partner is using a strap on, the same applies. So there's that. A big thing with trying and exploring any of these spots is communication and respect, okay? And these two components encourage trust, and those three pillars are required for any sexual play. Just, just putting that out there. Just, again, reminding everybody, okay? Um, and this also brings me to the last two of our pleasure points. Our you spot which is neighbor to our exterior C spot right above the urethral opening, and then our O spot, which is located opposite of the G spot towards the back vaginal wall right up against the anal walls. Oh, and I also will be talking about anal play in another episode, and it's basically just going to be a continuation and a more in-depth version of my Instagram post about butt stuff. (laughs) So if you haven't seen that post, please check it out um, if Black Door Play is something that you are interested in. So, but yes, sorry. These two final spots um, are basically much less explored and um, (laughs) even less talked about, which is basically why, like it's non-existent when it comes to having like any real tangible or like scientific proof that they're just not like extended parts of like the clitoral network. Um, so the U spot is actually, this one's like a really, really interesting one to me because it's right in between two very sensitive spots, right? Your, your glands clitoris, AKA your external clit or, um, your your urethral opening. And, and also it's, it's a part of the labia minora. So, I mean, I feel like receiving exterior, like clitoral stimulation by means of like oral and then, um, either like penetration or just stimulation to the vaginal canal, you're hitting a lot, like all of these erogenous zones, like all, in, all at once. So I feel like that spot is kind of like jumbled up within them. Um, but I will say that also more specifically because, because I have played with the U spot based off of the information that I could find about it and just exploring my own body um that it is it is interesting but pleasurable but interesting and and honestly i feel more like i'm going to pee than anything because um stimulating that right that spot orally and then getting fingered at least for me ended in orgasm right but a very short orgasm it was almost like too sensitive if that, if that makes sense, like, like almost like an orgasm that like I couldn't handle, like I had it and I was like, okay, no, no, no more, no more, no more. Right. So there's that. Um, um and I mean, that's really all I got for you with, with the U spot. I feel like with that one, it's going to be more about figuring out where that is on your body within the parameters that I gave you. Um, and, um, that was pretty much it, you know, just short and sweet, short and sweet <laughs> like the U <youth> spot orgasm. <laughs> I love how that works out. That's fucking great. Okay, sorry. So now the O spot that I speak of, the final spot of these six pleasure points, um, this now it can be stimulated um, by applying pressure towards the back vaginal wall, right? So any toys such as um, the vibrators that have like the multiple speeds and settings, the rotating heads or like the revolving beads that I talked about earlier, Um those work, okay? Using butt plugs to help apply like pressure to the O spot from inside the anal wall, that, that definitely works, right? Um, DP, aka double penetration, will definitely stimulate this spot. And let me just say that you don't have to actually do DP with two people or two penises, okay? I'm just gonna put that out there, but I'm definitely gonna cover more of that when I do um, my episode on anal play. Um, some positions that can actually help stimulate the O spot are reverse cowgirl. That's a good one um, reverse cowgirl bend over, bent over, (laughs) which is basically literally how it sounds. You're in reverse cowgirl and the top is bent over, right? This position especially works with penises that have like an upward curve or dongs or dildos that have like a slight curve to them where you can, um, place it in that position. Um, if you would actually prefer to stimulate uh, this spot with fingers or orally, a nice way to do this is with a face sit, right? We like sitting on faces, ladies. All right. Um, so basically like you would if you were going to 69, but you sit up and then the bottom, your bottom... Um, they can finger you with their fa- palms with their palms facing up, so that their fingers then, if they're doing like the come hither motion or like the windshield or however they want to motion with their fingers, it's it's cu- like curling toward the back of the vaginal wall, and then they can also, you know, do some oral stimulation to your sphincter. Right? We like a little butt licking. Hey, hey. Um. So <laughs> hopefully, you know, y'all got a nice visual. I'm hoping that for you. I really am, all right? <laughs> and if honestly, I, I literally don't know what to tell you because um, Brie's not gonna give you visuals. I actually, you know what? Maybe, I, maybe I'm gonna get like a vulva pillow or something so that I can start using it to show, like physically show if people are visual learners when I start adding video to the podcast. Is that something y'all would dig? Huh? Question mark, question mark? Is it? <laughs> that one's for you, Alexa. <laughs> um, okay, all right. So you know what? That sums up our six ways to hit the spot. That's it, that's what I got for you, all right? We covered them all in part one and two. So I just wanna thank you so, so much for staying engaged and hoping, you know, that, I'm hoping that you've learned a thing or two, all right? Maybe you're gonna go and try a few of these positions, yes, question mark, or maybe, you know, spend some time alone and explore these pleasure points with some nice spot-specific toys, all right? And um, either way, right? I encourage it, all of it, all the things. Okay. And just remember to be gentle and to communicate if you are exploring with a partner, right? Because all mutual sexual exploration requires communication, respect, and trust. So... Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. If this was helpful, insightful, entertaining, whatever, and you think that someone else will benefit from it, please feel free to share, okay? Because sharing is caring and knowledge is power and we all want to be kind and we all want to be smart, okay? Because you is kind, all right? And you is smart and you is important. (laughs) I love thoughts can just kind of like come together like that where you can literally just add like a really inspiring movie quote to like just really hit it home you know maybe not is that just me all right anyways (laughs) keep being weird guys I love it um again thank you for tuning in to this episode of So Brie Says all right stay curious stay sexy and we'll talk soon